Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. This is a shorty from me, this podcast coming up. And if you're a regular listener, I just wanted to ensure, assure you that you're in the right place. I changed the music so it won't sound like it used to. And why? Because I wanted to, because I got tired of the old stuff. You know how that goes. Anyway, have a listen. It's a behind-the-mic kind of intro to my brain for the next year, for what kind of people I want to have on. And I'm, once again, and as always, grateful for you for listening. See you on the other side. This is the Rebellious Wellness Over 50 Podcast. I'm Greg Cox, your host, and I believe it's time to bust the myth that aging equals decline or irrelevance. Nonsense. Aging happens, but it doesn't have to ruin your life. Each week, you'll hear experts who think and practice outside the box of conventional wisdom on how to age in good health so you can live fully expressed. I'm here to bust myths, help you embrace change, and live life your way. If you feel like the best of life has passed, it's time to get a little rebellious in your approach. Okay, so I'm calling this a behind-the-mic view of the podcast. What's coming up for this year? What's going on in my brain that will inform some of the episodes and what I'm thinking about for people in general? When I looked at the episodes from last year, I realized that there were more than a few interviews that didn't go as planned, i.e. they maybe weren't as interesting as I'd hoped. And the good news is no one is forced to listen to an episode, so if they find it boring, they just zip out. But I hate to disappoint or waste even a moment of your time. So one reason that this happened is I said yes to a number of interview topics light, like they were fine but they didn't really light up my brain, (laughs) although they were interesting. I also know that I let myself off at times. I didn't ask the tough or unusual question when I could have. 2024 will be different. I'm tapping into my rebellious again, and I'm looking for guests who have something new to say about a subject or who I don't necessarily agree with but want to learn from. That can make for some spicy conversation. And I'm going to ask the kind of questions that challenge the beliefs of the expert with a view towards better understanding how it applies to us, to you, to me, my audience. Not every episode is going to suit everyone. I don't aim to please everyone. That's an impossible task. And there will never be a single product, program, theory, or protocol that works for everyone. But you're smart. You know that already. And we are all trading our lives for something every single day. My aim is to introduce you to ideas, protocols, and ways of thinking that add value to the time you trade for your one precious life. Aging and good health takes work. There's no way around it. What that looks like and how much it will take is individual, of course, but there are lots of things we can all benefit from. You've been hearing about them, and I will continue to bring you more with the hope that it makes this aging thing easier and healthier, stronger. I've had many conversations with listeners over the past year, and friends, and people I've met at random. Most of them have been in their 60s and 70s, I'll be honest. And the name of this podcast includes these women. We are all certainly over 50. But as you know, 10 years makes a huge difference in our bodies, in how we think, in what we care about, what we want for our lives. My 60s brought changes I could not have foreseen in my 50s, even though I read about this stuff all day long. 
you'll likely hear about 60-something life and beyond. But don't worry, 50-somethings. There's still plenty here for you. As I said, there's always uh, an element of universality in the themes that I bring to the podcast and what I coach on. So one subject you won't be hearing about, not as the main topic, is weight loss. Now that might make you happy, that might make you frustrated because you're still looking for the right thing, person, program. But this shift was initiated by one of my guests, Dr. Michelle Tubman, though she doesn't know this. Her episode will be released uh, the week of the 15th. And rather than spoil the interview, I'll simply say that Dr. Tubman is a rare doctor who bravely stands up to the conventional wisdom that bigger bodies are unhealthy. We talked about weight and health and what it means to be healthy in all size bodies, and she cracked something open inside of me. Whatever it was has led me to this moment. I will no longer offer weight loss coaching or weight loss programs per se. You won't hear interviews on losing weight, emotional or intuitive eating, or diet programs guaranteed to help you lose weight after 50. Blech. It's not that I'm against weight loss if somebody wants to lose weight. I spent years battling with food and my body and disordered eating until I figured out what worked for me. I know the struggle. And I know I feel better about myself when I'm where I like to be, size-wise. And about every five years, how I stay there needs tweaking as the body decides what new changes to throw at me. Can you relate? Look, I studied and was certified as a weight loss coach by a couple of experts, Johnny Bowden being the first and the best of them. Helping lose weight during the perimenopause and early menopausal years was one of my things. And I'm grateful to all the women who put their trust in me to help them get to what works for them. So why quit? A different perspective. My focus is on helping women age in good health, for one. And that doesn't always include weight loss, even if somebody feels that they're carrying more pounds than they prefer, even if their doctor tells them that losing weight would be healthy, better for them. Because our culture is and will always, likely always, be obsessed with women and a perfect body. Even for women in their 50s, 60s, and beyond, the media ecosystem is littered with extreme workouts, extreme diet plans, and extreme ways of depriving oneself to feel good. Deprivation and feeling good sound like an oxymoron to me. And what if losing weight is tied to a malfunction of the thyroid? What if the endocrine system is shot? What if it's a lack of estrogen or genetics? All of these things will sabotage a woman's efforts to lose weight. And each of them can be helped and the person healed. But you have to know where to get help and to get the right kind of help. I will direct you to good, reliable resources. For the past 20 years, my work has been about helping women live fully expressed, experience joy and power, even when life is hard. And being out of love with our bodies can be hard. But Greg, women will always want to lose weight. Don't you want to help them anymore? In the sense that helping someone accept and appreciate the body they have, helping them figure out what food nourishes them best, showing them a way out of no way, no matter what area of life, and that leads to a weight they feel good at, yes, bring it on. When we look at weight loss outside the context of a life lived inside the body in question, we end up with temporary solutions at best, disordered thinking and living at worst. Been there, trust me. There's an element of compassion in my decision, too. I feel for every man, woman, and child who struggles with their weight for whatever reason. And the truth is, weight loss is as complex an issue as we are unique. 
I no longer want to add to the noise. The good news is, over the years, the messages like calories in, calories out, eat less, move more, and just stop eating are being relegated to the dustbin where they should have been thrown long ago. They are punitive, and the science behind them is outdated and have been, has been proven wrong. Now we have the wildly popular weight loss drugs designed originally to help people who have diabetes. They are being touted as the answer for one and all. You remember what I said earlier about one size fits all, right? That they have brutal side effects, that they are expensive, and that they have not been tested long term, never mind not tested on a single woman. These facts used to have me on the side of why would anybody do that to themselves? And in a judgy way, I'll admit it. Then I spoke to a good friend. She's newly widowed, 71 years old, and doesn't like her body since she put on 15 pounds during her husband's slow decline. She's a smart woman, and she has read all the negatives about these drugs. She applied for a prescription anyway. She says she'd take her chances because she doesn't know how to get her body back. And speaking of back, her back is a tangle of painful issues with no remedies. She's tried. Exercise is close to impossible because of this. Again, something in me shifted or cracked open. Again, compassion. What if the risk she is willing to take to get the benefits she sees so many others enjoying is to be commended rather than judged? What if she never had any of the side effects and simply lived in a body that felt good to her? Not everybody will suffer the side effects or the consequences. She would feel more like herself, happier about herself. What could that make possible for her when she takes the stage as a speaker trainer? Everything by my calculation. And her confidence would translate to the audience, and what would that make possible for them? Heck, I take risks every day by continuing to drink. Heck, I take risks every day, according to the powers that be, by continuing to drink wine, eat some sugar, and shun the annual flu vax, and so on. My way of doing life is 80-20, and it seems to be working so far. We are grown-ass women, and we get to decide how we want to live out the clock. But speaking of prescription medications, I'm still going to act as a watchdog and report in when I see a red flag that is that I feel is worth sharing. This doesn't mean I'm not going to have guests on to inform us on the many popular food programs out there. I've never featured intermittent fasting, carnivore, or keto diets. I'm interested in them because of their health claims and success stories. Weight loss as a byproduct, great. Happy, healthy people as the main event, excellent. So what else is in the pipeline? People that are changing lives out there on the skinny branches. In other words, stuff the FDA doesn't recognize yet, but has solid science behind it. Like, are stem cells worth it? Stem cell products worth it? Biohackers love gadgets. Which ones can really move the needle on our health? There are fitness trackers, sleep trackers, continuous blood sugar monitors, ice bath, lymphatic drainage, colonics, and so much more. Do any of them actually do much of anything? Do we need them? Should we spend the money on them? And let's not forget the inner game, our spiritual selves. You may have heard my conversations with psychics about psychedelics. I had a Vedic astrologer on. I'll be including more woo because it's just as important as our physical selves. And as I get older, I think it might be even more so. I'm toying with the idea of having a panel of women now and then to honestly discuss their experience of aging. The good, the scary, the pain in the you-know-what. Whether it's finding clothes that aren't frumpy or knowing what supplements to take or what food to eat, are we doing enough to age in good health all the way to the end, that kind of thing. I would love you to weigh in on that idea or suggest topics, experts you'd like to hear from. 
just send an email, Gregory at RebelliousWellnessOver50.com or a DM, DM on Instagram at RebelWell50. As much as I like to find people I think you'll be interested in, knowing what you're interested in makes it that much better. So peeps, I look forward to another great year of great conversations. I wish you the absolute best in your new year in all areas of life. And if there's ever anything that I can do to help, please get in touch. We'll find a way. Be well till next time. Hey, everybody, I hope you've enjoyed that episode. And I thank you for listening. I'd love to connect with you on social media if you happen to play over there on Instagram and Facebook. I'm at RebelWell50. LinkedIn, of course, is my name. And on TikTok, just look for the Rebellious Wellness Over 50 page. And I look forward to connecting. You know, this is a big year of connection for us. This is how we get through tough times is being in community with like-minded people. And if you're a listener, I believe we are.